Hello, Black Healing Matters family. This is Danielle here at the Black Healing Matters podcast with yet another episode of Doing the Right Things Thursday. And this Thursday, we are continuing this wonderful interview that we had with the super mom herself, Asia Irvin. And if you didn't get a chance to check out the first half, the first half of this interview, man, I tell you, you you do yourself a favor, especially if you're a parent um, or even just a, a, a caregiver, a lover of children. This was phenomenal. And so I urge you again to, to check out that first half, go back in the archives, check out last week's Doing the Right Things Thursday with Supermom Asia Irvin, part one. And today, right here, you've got part two coming up. And I hope you enjoy it because, man, she's going to lay down some some strategic tips on how to connect with your children better. And instead of parenting them from a place of of your own um, weaknesses and, you know, your own pain, uh, seeing them, acknowledging them and really giving them the the kind of upbringing that we all wish we had. So without further ado, Miss Supermom Asia Irvin. As always, stay blessed. Black Healing Matters. Prove to them. You know, I'm responsible for, for these souls that have been put, you know, put into my life. And that's all I needed to worry about. Wow. So I've organized my process in hindsight into three parts. Now, mind you, when I was in it, there was no, you know, it's still, there still were no rainbows, like yeah. you said. It yeah. wasn't like I was like, hmm. You know, angels come in and now I know I have to look at them and, and no, it's still rough, you know, but these are the three strategies that, that I, that I did and that I continually repeat to check myself. So number one is check yourself. You know, if you find yourself constantly becoming upset over the same behaviors or personality traits, first you got to stop and say, okay, am I talking to them? Or am I speaking to myself? Because sometimes you see things in your kids that remind you of yourself. Mm. And it, it might be things that didn't work out too well, you know. Mm. <laughs> and, and you're trying to talk it out of them. Or things that remind you, you know, remind you of yourself. You know, you got to be a go-getter. No, keep going, keep going. And sometimes you're just talking to yourself. Because sometimes there's things in your life that you might have put aside. Or that you might have stopped chasing. Or that, you know, that you feel like you didn't work hard enough. So you see these little things in your children. And sometimes we think we're talking to them, but we're really talking to ourselves. And even more common now is, are you talking to that child's other parent? You know, are you talking Ooh. to the wife? Are you talking to the baby mom or the baby? Are you, <laughs> make sure that you are actually talking to that child. Because, and it doesn't, it doesn't just have, a lot of people think that only happens if, if you and the child's parent are separated or not together. That's not true. I'm, you know, I'm married. I'm still married to my children's um, father. And there's still sometimes I realize I'll see little things in them that mm -hmm. remind me of him that might not be my favorite things. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm kind of like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't act like that. And I have to realize, wait a minute, I, I can't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. First of all, I'm not even talking to them. Uh, and second of all, we can't change who our children are at the core and try and shape them, you know, into these little molds that we want them to be. It doesn't work like that. So what I found is the things that we most often discipline our children for and the things that we most often try to change about them, uh, those are the things that you really need to check yourself and say, okay, 
why? Yeah. Why am I doing this? You know, am, am I doing, am I saying things that my mother said to me? Mm. Am I just saying things to them without even questioning my motives or the purpose? You know, don't parent out of habit. Sometimes we just like, I'll find myself saying things that I don't even know what it means. It's just stuff that my mom said to me, you know, mm-hmm. it's stuff that my moms and my aunt said to me. And it's so funny because I think the perfect example of this um, is there was a meme going around uh, in social media not too long ago. And it was basically, um, I can't remember what the hashtag, but I think it was like lies my mama told me or something like that. <laughs> but it basically said that I've been going my whole life thinking I could go to jail for driving around with my car light on, you know, the interior car light. Uh-huh. So it was so funny. Oh my gosh. Can't you go to jail for that? Because my mom always used to say, turn the light off before the police pull me over. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> lies your mama told you that's true right like, right <laughs> and then you turn around and tell that to your own kids right. I told my kids plenty of times turn that light off before the police pull me over and it's, <sighs> yeah it's, I have no idea if it's illegal to drive with the light on in your car I don't know I mean I have yeah. no idea that's what my mom said to me so that's what I said to them you know yes that, oh know. man yes that brings back so many memories you're right Right. And so it's just funny because you realize that there's all these little simple things that you never even questioned when you became a parent. You know what I mean? You just did them because that's what was done to you. You said them because that's what was said to you. And so it must be right. Right. You know what I mean? That's right. And so not to knock, you know, old school parenting or anything like that. I definitely still get gems from my mother and my grandmother. And I remember things that my great grandparents did but we do have to parent with purpose. We can't just say stuff to our kids because people said it to us. We have to, you know, look into, well, why do I want them to do this? Why do I want them not to do this? Yeah. You know, and we really have to start looking at why we tell them the things that we tell them. So that's a really big part of checking yourself, making sure that you're parenting with purpose. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah, I could totally see, especially the, just from the character that you mentioned, like uh, the strong character that your son has, I can imagine that this would, is so really important because he's just not going to go for it if it's not, right. like, if there's not a reason. <laughs> of why, like he really right. is, you know, you know those kids that ask why a thousand times? I was and- that kid, you know. <laughs> I was one of those kids. Crazy thing. I was that kid too, but how quickly we forget. Yes. <laughs> yes. He asked me why, and you know, because I am the enlightened soul that I am, I would answer him once or twice. But after that, I'm like, because I said so. That is right. why. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's what my mom said. Yes, Black Healing Matters family, how many of y'all's mother told you, because I said so? That was her reason. That was the go-to reason for <laughs> anything she wanted right. to do. Yes. Right. I know like, cool. like, it sounds like, yes, that is what parents, because I said so. That is why. But it's really because they ran out of answers. And that's why I said it, because I, I didn't have time, or I didn't feel like it, or I just didn't know. I just wanted him to listen. I didn't want to have to explain to him. But you're absolutely right. He is the one that pulled that out of me because at some point you do have to make sense. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't keep telling my kids to turn the light off if it's not actually true that I'm going to get arrested. You know what I mean? Like we have to be able to to figure it out these days. (laughs) Like he's going to Google it one day and find me out. And then what am I going to do? Yep. That's the truth. (laughs) 
but yes and like with my daughter um you know she was born and she's such a sweet thing she's so empathetic and and so sensitive and then as she began to get older it's kind of like you know uh uh-oh strong black woman complex on my behalf kicked in no this girl's got to be strong you know she can't Mm -hmm. just be you know, sensitive and, and outside, you know, smiling at birds and stuff. This girl has got to know how to get life, you know? And let's be real, it started, it, it will frustrate me because, I mean, she like really is super sensitive. Like she takes on the feelings of, of other people and she wants to talk and stop to strange, uh, you know, stop and talk to strangers and see how their day is. And, you know, all of this stuff. And she's like super sweet soul. And here I am like, uh-uh, honey. I can't let somebody take advantage of you. And, you know, I start putting my, my, my black woman complex and we all know about that. You know, that yeah. you gotta be strong. You can't be naive. You know, you gotta go into this world and, and we kind of set ourselves up to be, you know, ready for disappointment and ready for someone to try and come at us. And so I'm trying to make her strong. And then I realized, Oh my God, I'm trying to make her strong to deal with things that I hope she doesn't even ever have to deal with. And then mm. I'm also assuming that her sensitivity is weakness. Ooh. You know, how we have these assumptions. And, yes. and I had to stop myself because I'm, I realized that I'm trying to make her quote unquote strong. Number one, I had to ask myself, well, what does strong mean? You know, what does mm-hmm. that mean? And number two, you with all your strength and mightiness, you know, talking to myself, <laughs> has that ever stopped you from getting your heart broken? You know, has all your strength ever stopped you from being disappointed? Or has it stopped every bad thing in your life from happening? And of course, the answer is no. So, mm-hmm. you know, then, it comes is, then what it becomes is what is it that you're trying to teach her? And, and really get it back to the lesson and stop imposing the way in which we want them to learn that lesson on them. Yeah. And, and see, that's when the process of self-healing really comes in. Because when you start to check your own intentions, and your own motives, it's like, wait a minute, where did I learn that? You start relearning things yourself. Yeah. You know, you start unlearning and then relearning things yourself. And, and it really opens you up to being in this space of you realizing that you're trying to teach them certain things and then going back to, to your own motives. And that's where the healing part of, of this effective parenting uh, really comes in. Wow. And yes. That's and so, that, yes. That's deep. Wow. Okay. Well, so definitely check yourself. I, I can see how that can Check yourself, you know, before you wreck yourself. Before you wreck yourself. That's right. Do you have any other tips for the Black Healing Matters family? Yes. I have number two. And that is to see them. Mm. see your children we don't oftentimes see our children as these complete and complex little souls that they are Mm. Um, a lot of times we disregard uh, the wide range of emotions that children can go through and we even underestimate the presence of stress in their lives I know we've all heard that you ain't got no nerves what you mean something's getting on your nerves you don't have no nerves Mm. or we've heard you don't have anything to be stressed about you don't have any bills and you know (laughs) yep We've heard our parents say that, most of us, and I've said that to my children. because I'm literally raising my hand right now. Like, yep. Yes. I was- <laughs> yes. And so a lot of times we underestimate, like, that they're living these full lives. And we feel like because in, in comparison to ours, you know, they don't have anything to worry about. Like, we forget that they are full people. Like, they have the full scale of emotions. They have stress and they have drama. And they have a personality all their own. 
And so I just say, remember, you know, what was it? Try and look at your child and feel like, what is it like to be them? And then try and remember what it was like when you, when you were their age, because I can honestly look back and remember feeling like, Oh, they don't take me seriously. Like they don't know that I know what I'm talking about, you know, whether I did or not, you know, as a child, (laughs) you feel like, you know, what you're talking about. And when you get dismissed, like, you know, kind of go along little girl, you know, it it kind of makes you feel like you're not seen. Yes. I just say, you know, see them, don't dismiss their thoughts and opinions you know, it's important for you to validate their opinions because they need to go into the world knowing that what they have to say matters and that they are valuable. And, you know, that doesn't mean that they're going to be right. That doesn't mean that they're always going to get their way. Uh, but you allow them to speak and you do offer them an explanation. And this is something that's hard. It's still hard for me sometimes. You know, as parents, we don't feel like we have to explain ourselves to our children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, we're too busy. We have too much stuff going on to be sitting here and explaining ourselves to children. And that, that's just how it feels sometimes. And I get it. But we should explain ourselves because ultimately the goal is for our children to be able to control themselves one day and to make this, you know, good, solid decisions one day. And they can't do that if we never allow them to go through the decision-making process, if we never explain our way of thinking, if we never explain to them why they can't do things. If we just say, look both ways before you cross the street, but we never elaborate and tell them that's because a car could be coming and you could get seriously hurt, then the minute we're not there, they're not going to look both ways before they cross the street because we haven't explained to them the importance of what we're telling them to do. So I definitely believe teaching them to communicate and voice their opinions in a respectful way is major. See them, let them know that what they have to say is important. And that's from, you know, as early as they can talk, you know, a lot of times like little two-year-olds, they will take 30 minutes to get out one sentence, but (laughs) sit there and wait the 30 minutes and let them, you know, be interested in what they have to say and then challenge them, you know. Well, what do you think if this would have happened? And this is literally like I work with children still, little kids, and I literally have these conversations with them, like even four, you know, four or five on up to 12 year olds. So what do you think would have happened if you did this? Oh, so why do you think that? Because we want them to start to be able to communicate and to work through their own issues, to be empathetic, to look at other people's point of view. And a lot of times they they don't get that because it's kind of like, you know, do what I say. No, that's not going to happen. No, you're wrong. And like I said, it's not a bad parenting thing. It's just that when we're in the midst of our own lives, we feel like we don't have time or we, we you know, don't have the patience to kind of explain and allow them to speak their mind. But it's so important in giving them the confidence to be who they are, to know that what they have to say matters so that as they grow and they grow into these adults, they're not just letting people tell them anything. You know what I mean? Like they're not just letting people tell them anything and tell them to do anything because they have the ability to know that they can speak up because what they have to say is valuable and, and they can ask for an explanation. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It makes perfect sense. Absolutely. (laughs) Wow. This is, I, you know what, Black Healing Matters family, I hope you're taking notes. If you, if you haven't, you know, reached for a pen and paper yet, I'm, Come on now. These these are gems that she is dropping here. And this is not from a book. This is not from some theory. Like she she's lived this before. This yes, is so I have li- I am still living this. And still living it. That's deep. Wow. Asia, please keep going. Keep going. Is there a tip number three? Yes, yeah, so I have one more, and that is number three. Uh-huh. And 
that is to acknowledge your child's superpower. You know, mm-hmm. what is your child's superpower? Mm-hmm. There is a wonderful educator, curriculum designer, and she is just the all-around powerhouse. Her name is Jamia Drummond Bay. Yes, and she very often refers to superpowers. You know, she talks about superpowers as educators, superpowers as women, and she really zones in on children's superpowers, and I absolutely love that concept. Mm -hmm. You know, when we talk to people about our children, we often highlight the things that society sees as successful. So the things that we think, you know, are going to sound good to them, like, oh, yeah, she's a straight-A student, or, yeah, he's working on bringing up those grades. You know, we focus in on grades a lot and things like that. And, and all of these successes that, that the world deems to make our children look good and therefore us look good. Mm-hmm. And so my big thing is, you know, don't limit your children's superpowers to what society has deemed successful. You know, they don't have to be straight A students or star athletes in order to, to be spectacular. They don't have to be. You know, don't confine, your, don't confine their greatness. And, and so just really recognize what their superpower is. And sometimes it is the thing that drives us crazy about them. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and like I said with my daughter, it, uh, her sensitivity is her superpower. I was, I was looking at it as a weakness because, you know, I, I felt like, no, she has to be strong. No, she has. But super, sensitivity and empathy, that is a strength. Yeah. Being able to go to, into the world and know when someone needs you to smile at them and, and being able to look at someone and say, I understand you and I get it and, and being kind and, and just, I mean, and she has that, that is her superpower. She is literally one of those kids that animals just love, you know, like animals just flock to her. We have a dog and I guarantee you if the house is broken into and he can only save one of us, the rest of us are goners. <laughs> <laughs> The dog loves her, like you know, <laughs> you know, like one of those 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 fairy tale characters where she walks outside and the flowers bloom. Like that's literally <laughs> how sensitive and nurturing and sweet this kid is. And here I was forever, like you know, trying trying to be like, no, be strong. Don't you just trust everybody? You know. So, so I had to realize that that was her superpower. Wow. And yeah, I re- and that's something. Because when I really started to parent more effectively, I also had to go back and recognize that it's possible that I had already, you know, done a little damage. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I have to go back and I have to talk to her, you know, and, and we have yeah. to do that sometimes because as parents, you know, a lot of times we feel like we can't admit to our children that we don't know what the heck we're doing. Like, it's like this big secret. Like, we feel like they're supposed to know, think that we have it all together. And yeah. that is not true. Like, with my stepchildren, a big thing was going back to them and saying, hey, guys, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing, okay? So if I did something or said something, it might have been wrong. So let, you know, forgive me, let's start over, you know? So I had to go back to my daughter and really sit down to her because I didn't want her holding on to anything that I had said when I didn't know better and carrying that with her for the rest of her life. So I had to go back and I had to really say, you know what? I know that a lot of times I've told you that you shouldn't be so trusting or, you know, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And I was wrong. I am sorry. You are exactly the way that you are supposed to be. And it is beautiful and you are strong. And, you know, I had to go back to her. And as I'm saying this stuff to her, I'm saying it to myself too. Yeah. That I used to be really sensitive, you know, And, and I was made to feel like that was a weakness. And it never even occurred to me, even in telling her, you know, all these years before, be strong, be strong, be strong. 
it never even occurred to me that I used to be somewhat just like her. Now, I'm not going to go all out and say that I was, you know, I had the flowers blooming, (laughs) but I really used to be sensitive. And I kind of felt like I had to grow out of that because, you know, I had a lot of strong black women, women in my family. And, you know, the whole thing was be strong, be a go-getter, but you can be all of those things and still be soft and sensitive. Uh, But I didn't know that. Wow. So I had to go back and kind of, you know, undo some of the things that I did. And it reminds me, I'm actually right now working on this journal for mothers and daughters. Um, And there was this, this little poem inspired by my daughter. And I just want to read this really quick because even now, when I read this back to myself, it really impacts me. And not only because I'm talking to my daughter, it's because I imagine my mother saying it to me. You know, um, relationships between mothers and daughters can be very complex. Uh, They can be very beautiful and wonderful, but they can also be very explosive and implosive. And, you know, there's like all these little things that go to it. And, And so in the process of working on this journal, it's been really healing for me also. So if you don't mind, really quick. I just want to read this because I feel like it it might hit somebody out there just the right way. Yes, please. And so it just says, if there's any part of you still longing to be free, any little part of you that felt suppressed by me, if I ever made you feel anything about you is wrong, if any part of you was weakened in my attempts to make you strong, I release you from your bondage to the sky where you belong. Go shine your light unrepentantly. Please forgive me. I was wrong. And so when I wrote that, I was, I was just in full-blown tears because, like I said, I was talking to my daughter, but heard my mother talking to me. And it's not to say that, you know, as parents, we're responsible for every little thing that may go wrong in our child's life, because, of course, that's not true. Children, you know, they have to live their own lives, and they're going to make mistakes no matter what. And, and life, you know, is just funny like that. You yeah. have to go through things. But... For some of us that are grown, wouldn't you just love to hear your mother mother say, you know, if there was any part of you that felt suppressed by me, be you, I was wrong. You know, do Ooh. you, I was wrong. Yes. And so that has been, you know, one of my one of my go-to things too. When you really acknowledge your child's superpower, when you really see them, when you really check yourself, don't be afraid to go back and say, you know what, I'm, I might have been wrong. I think I was wrong. Because number one, it teaches them that they can be wrong also, and that sometimes they have to go back and ask for forgiveness. But it also, it also covers you in the fact that we don't know everything, you know, and, and no matter how hard we try, you know, we may get some things wrong. So it gives them permission to be them anyway, even if they felt like there was something that we didn't like about it, even if they felt like there was something that the world didn't like about it, you know, even if they're not quite sure, you know, because even at you know, my age now, I, I still don't have it all figured out. There's still some things, you know, right. I'm like, oh my God. No, not one of us can say we all got it figured yes. out. <laughs> this part of me that's like, oh my God, you know, what, what? And so just to, just to say that to her and to hear it to myself, you know, no, you, you are, you are everything that you're supposed to be. And if I ever made you feel like that, if anyone ever made you feel like that, if the world ever made you feel like you are not everything that you are supposed to be, then they're wrong. Even if it was me, I was wrong. Whoever it was, they were wrong because you already are everything that you are supposed to be. And so uh, superpowers. Now, I can't skip this one because anyone out there that, is, that has a child that I forgot what the, um, 
the politically correct educator term is uh, <laughs> right now, but a difficult child. I believe it's a strong-willed child that we're supposed <laughs> to say. But anybody that has a child like my son, uh, <laughs> who just gives you the business, I want to make sure that I key in on his superpower because this is one that can be overlooked. My son is hilarious. I mean, the kid is a comical genius. Like, wow. in all of his uh, quote-unquote bad behavior, in all of the ways that he has stressed me out, and in all of the ways that he still challenges me, because the boy still doesn't listen. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with y'all. The boy still doesn't listen to what I say, because he thinks he knows everything, which mm -hmm. I did too when I was young. <laughs> so, but yep. <laughs> the boy is funny. He lightens the, the, the mood of a room from the minute that he walks into it. And I mean, the kid is literally a comical genius. We were playing Hangman the other day. I, um, that's a horrible name for a game. Uh, but you know, <laughs> a game where you have to, to guess the word, yeah. uh, guess to get to the word. So the kid's word was ass. He's eight years old and that was his word. And so, you know, here I am, <laughs> mom. Like, I'm guessing this three letter word and I'm not getting it. And so he's like, I'm going to give you extra guesses, which I should have known then that something was wrong because he loves to win. Right. Um, and so he gives me these extra guesses. And finally, after I've like worked my way through all the letters of the alphabet, he gets the, I guess the word, like I get to guess the letters and I'm sitting there looking at the word and his face and he is just so proud of himself. <laughs> <laughs> For this being his word. I'm like looking at him because it is hilarious and everything in me is saying girl you're supposed to get him because your eight-year-old is not supposed to be playing this game with you and yeah. have that word yeah. but it's hilarious his timing and everything I mean it was it was hilarious so y'all you know don't call in and call me a bad mom but it was <laughs> It was hilarious. And, and, you know, don't get the, the wrong idea. He, you know, I do, he does know that he has to be respectful in certain things he can't do in certain situations. Like, I don't want him using that as his word at school. But uh, <laughs> the truth is, the kid knows I use the word, plus some others. And he knows my, he knows, you know, he knows my sense of humor. He knows our sense of humor. And he knew he was, go you got to give the kid his props. I mean, it was funny. Right. And, and so just really, because before something like that, I would be like, oh my God, I'm a failure. Yeah. Not only does my kid know curse words, he knows how to spell them. And <laughs> to use. Like I would have had a breakdown before. <laughs> that part, his his whole defiance and his whole confidence in who he is and his whole love of life and laughter, that is his superpower. And to be honest with you, I couldn't take it away from if I tried because I did try at one point. You know, I thought I was supposed to strip him of all of this stuff and, you know, make him conform and make him, and he wouldn't let me. And that is what led me to the point where I am now because it also reminds me every day, do not let the world take your joy away. Do not let the world take away the sense of who you are. And it's because, you know, this kid took me through it and he wouldn't let me do it to him that the healing power in that, I learned it in myself. It's kind of like, what have you let in the world take away from you? Yeah. You know, what, ha what have you let other people make you think wasn't okay? What part of you has been suppressed because you felt like it, it wasn't acceptable for it to shine through? Yeah. And that is what he taught me in his superpower. Like he is just 
so confident in himself. I mean, like in everything, the boy could be dead wrong, but it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because he, he is just one, he is 100% confident in his ability and, you know, and who he is. And you have to admire that. Yes. And, and so you have to celebrate that. Yes. Especially so in, a, yes. In, a, in a, in a black man and a black boy, like that's, that's huge. That's so important. Right. Yeah. It is, you know, and, and I had to, check myself again, number one, and realized that I was trying to suppress these things and make him what I thought he was supposed to be. Even as a black man, oh no, he has to be super educated. He has to be making, you know, straight A's and he has to be doing all this stuff. And part of that was, I do want him to be educated, but I also had to accept that I might have to educate him in other ways, in different ways, in ways that he can relate to. Like, I can't send him off to school and, you know, and think that, that's it number one you know I can't send him off to school and and think that because even if the boy was making straight A's which he does not uh he was educated you know what I mean making straight A's especially in the American public school system does not make you educated it it conforms you to society's perception of what being educated is but I had to learn that okay I have to start listening to him. If the boy says he hates school because he doesn't like to sit still or because he doesn't like the teacher just talking and him not being able to do anything, then, okay, now obviously I can't go to his teacher and say, look, my son says stop talking so much. Um, (laughs) I can't do that. But when he's at home, I can craft his experience here so that he's Mm -hmm. being educated in a way that stimulates him. I can use, use his superpower so... Like I said, the kid is funny. There are funny educational videos out there. Or right now, like he's in the process of making his own, his own videos. Like he has a cousin that can't tie his shoe yet, a younger cousin. So I said, hey, you know, get your camera, get your, get your phone, make a video of yourself teaching so that your cousin can learn how to tie his shoe. And like he makes this big, you know, practical joke of it. He has on costumes and everything. But his cousin is learning how to tie his shoe. So it's, it's just appreciating. Uh-huh who he is and what he has to offer and appreciating that the world may not necessarily offer him everything that he needs in the way that he needs to receive it. So my job as a mother is not to conform him to that is to acknowledge his power and, and, you know, and to allow him to play to that, to play into his power. So number three, that is, that is one of my favorite ones because it turns those stressful moments of how am I going to make him act right into those moments of, you know, this is him. This is her. These are my children. This is who they are. So let me love them that way. Let me guide them that way. Let me teach to them to who they are. And the amazing thing that happens as you begin to see your children and their superpowers, you begin to see your own. You know, in your attempts to heal them, you heal yourself. As you tell them that they are worthy and valuable, you are also speaking to yourself because if it's true for them, it's true for you too. And as you give your children the love that they need, you are more fulfilled in areas that you need love. That is the beauty of it. My daughter reminded me of the power of empathy and strength and feminine sensitivity and softness. My son taught me to lighten up and to hold on to my joy no matter what. My stepchildren taught me that relationships take work and time and that authentic connections aren't possible without first being authentic with yourself. And, you know, these are the lessons that I learned and I continue to learn as I challenge myself to effectively parent my children. And these are the lessons that have healed me. Wow. (laughs) That is phenomenal. Wow. 
Asia, thank you so, so much for sharing your insights. Like this, y'all, I, I strongly suggest y'all listen to this again, whether you're a parent or not, if you have any kind of connection with children, this is so, so good. Um, and it's just on point. Thank you so much. And, and not just for, for the children, but for ourselves. I think the, the, the takeaway, the, one of the biggest takeaways for me from this, just listening to you speak is really about how acknowledging people, in this case, our children, but acknowledging people and accepting them for who they are, loving them where they are and for who they are and seeing them is really a reflection of us and it's healing for us Absolutely. not just for them so this is so on point thank you so much asia and i know you i know you're busy you got kids <laughs> and a family and a whole lot going on in the business but can you just you know let us know let the folks know the black healing matters family know where and how they can get in contact with you if they like to reach out to you oh yes yes so I have a website. It's asiaervin.com. Uh, and that is A-S-H-I-A-E-R-V-I-N.com. You know, Asia spelled a little differently. You know, our mothers are creative sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. And so on my website, you can, you can check out um, my articles. I have several articles on parenting. Uh, I, um, I have some books. You can see what books I have out and what books I'm working on, some children's books. Um, and oh, I also, we just started, I'm excited. Yay. We have a brand new podcast. Good mom, bad mom, crazy mom. Um, yes, just launched. And we are actually featuring, um, a series on step parenting right now. So if there are any step parents or if anyone knows, um, uh, in particular step moms, because of course my experience is of that, of a step mom, um, please have them check us out. Good mom, bad mom, crazy mom. Um, and we also have a, a Facebook group for um, stepmoms. It is called Bonus Moms. And if you want to become a part of that Facebook group, just put in the search bar at the, the at symbol, Bonus Moms Unite. And we offer lots of strategies and tips and coping mechanisms for stepmoms on there. Uh, and you can reach me by email at Asia, A-S-H-I-A at asiaurban.com. So definitely reach out. I love to hear from you, Black Healing Matters. You know, I gotta say, I've, I've seen um, some of the videos and that she's produced even for her Facebook group. And y'all, it's, I don't even have any kids. I'm far from a stepmother, but I listen to these, I watch these videos and every time I'm like, in awe, like, wow, I never thought about that. And they're just so raw and real. I mean, you can imagine from what she shared today, imagine this, but in a context with her stepdaughters, man, it's, it's phenomenal. So if you, you know anything, when it comes to parenting, you just want to connect with other parents uh, who are on this journey of really kind of healing and, and parenting in a way that is um, you know, more conducive to healing and, and, uh, and healthy for their children, I strongly recommend that you connect with this one right here, Miss Asia 
Irvin. She's the one, y'all. So good. So good. Thank you so much, Asia. I appreciate you. We're going to have to have you back when you have your new, your new book come out uh, so you can give us some more details on that specifically. Um, we, I just want to say I appreciate you so much. The fact that you're here, uh, not only that you're in this community, but you're an active member of this community, of the Black Healing Matters community, is just an honor to us, like an honor to me. And Black Healing Matters family, if you don't know, please, you better get over to the Black Healing Matters Facebook group. Miss Asia Irvin is in the group. Miss Silver Wayne House for last week's interview is in the group. Um, yes. <laughs> what was that? I said, yes, Miss Silver. Miss Silver, that's right. Miss Alicia Varey of Ray of Light Cleaning, she's in the group. I mean, these are powerhouse individuals. So if you're not in the Facebook group yet, Black Healing Matters, check it out. You better get there. They're all, they're all there. All right, Black Healing Matters family, I love you. And as always, stay blessed. Black Healing Matters. <laughs>